of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Lincoln Live today is with Lancaster County Board Chair Sean Flowerday. Happy New Year, Sean. Happy New Year, Dale. Thanks for having me on. We're going to look back at the year 2020 to some extent. A lot of things going on in county government. Not all of them chic and sexy, but there were some high points, and we'll hit those. I always think county government's sexy. What are you talking about? <laughs> you would think that, or you wouldn't be the chair. Right, right, right. You right. wouldn't be Absolutely. committed to county government, and I'm glad you are. A bridge, a county bridge opened up, which is worth announcement. If I had a, a trumpet fanfare, Sean, I would play it for you right now because that is a big deal, the opening of South 96th and Roca Road. Yeah, it is. It's a major, it's a major thoroughfare. It's a major farm-to-market route, and uh, we're very, very happy to have it back open. It's a box culvert, or actually it's a triple box culvert. Correct. Let's, let's talk about that type of, of uh, structure that's different than a culvert. Correct. Well, so as we go through an update county infrastructure, I mean, a lot of times what we're doing is we're updating, we're updating, or we are replacing, you know, WP area, uh, WPA era bridges. I mean, we're really talking about bridges that were, you know, built in the 40s and 50s, might have been updated in the 70s, and we've just been still living with them or living with parts of them um, until now. What we have been doing, sort of the trend for the last 10 years, and Engineer Dingman can tell you a lot more about it than I can. Is we've been replacing um, replacing these bridges, replacing older culverts with these box culverts. Um, so they are mostly precast concrete that then are set in place, and they're just they're a lot more economical. They're very sturdy. They last decades and decades, and it's just it's a good investment in our infrastructure. And so each each box culvert comes out kind of roughly right around a million dollars um which sounds like a ton of money but it's actually quite a bit it's, it's by far the cheapest option so it's they're much more economical than a lot of the other options presented to us so it's 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 a good strategy and it's the right fit for for our infrastructure in lancaster county let's point out that the box culvert the trick triple box culvert at south 96th and roca road came in under half a million bucks yeah it did yeah it did that one came in quite a bit lower and generally speaking I'm not an engineer. You're not an engineer. Most of the people listening aren't engineers. But generally speaking, box culverts, think of it as a, as a concrete box that they build yep. a road over, are cheaper by considerable amount than the regular cylindrical culvert that is traditionally and has been for decades underneath yeah. a bridge. Yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit cheaper. Um, and I, again, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you all the engineering reasons yeah. for it. I know, I know, the concrete slabs get cast before they are brought out, and that helps. That helps the total cost in, in labor and materials, is my understanding. And it just makes the whole thing easier. So you can cross that one off your list. I know Pam has, but still, there are 14 closed bridges, and yep. 75 bridges total that need to be replaced. Current yep. budget year has only one bridge funded for replacement, and Pam's, bless her heart, she's sticking with it. She wants to continue to fight for additional money for new pavement and bridges, and it's all yeah. come down to money, doesn't it, Sean? Yeah, 
every time. And you know, Engineer Dingman absolutely should should continue to fight for it. I want I want department heads who advocate for their departments. I want them to keep uh, you know to keep fighting for their needs. And and Engineer Dingman is not wrong when she says we have we have these infrastructure needs and they are critical. She's not wrong at all. It's just about we just have. We got a lot of needs, and there's only so much, you know, there's only so much water in the bucket, right? There's only so much fuel in the tank. Um, so we, we have to try to make the hard decisions of, you know, what are the – I always I always like to say, you know, we're only dealing with, with Uber and mega needs today. We haven't even reached the super problems, right? Um, so, uh, so you know, a lot of, a lot of this year, um, the extra funding ended up going into public health, into um, – some of the public safety issues that we've talked about before, and we just we couldn't put infrastructure as high on the list as we had, for example, in 2019, the previous year. You know, hoping to bump that up again next year to be able to allocate some more funding for more bridge placement. But at the end of the day, we just had to to look at the budget, and we also knew that when when facing the economic recession following following COVID, we didn't want to be raising property taxes anytime soon. So we wanted to keep taxes as as low as we could and. Yeah, that, so it, we ended up just placing placing our infrastructure investment where we could. Let's take a step back from the South 96th and Roca Road bridge and have you talk a little bit about bridges on North 14th Street. Right. So very happy to say that we have now made our final purchase for major infrastructure investment up there. Um, there's been a whole string of bridges along North 14th Street that we've been replacing slowly, um, replacing, repairing, doing fixes on uh, Engineer Dingman's floating bridge. I believe it was bridge F-14 that she's talked talked about for years, was part of the package that was addressed this year. Um, and so, yeah, it, you know, residents in, in that part of the county, that's probably one of the absolute major most thoroughfares for that area. And uh, I'm happy to, happy to report that we, we've made the final, the final significant purchase on that, the final large purchase. And we're going to be we're going to be, be moving forward. North 14th is going to stay open. Sean Flower Day, Lancaster County Board Chair, joining me on Lincoln Live today. Uh, the year of COVID, we're reviewing 2020. Uh, the Lang- Lincoln Lancaster County Health Department is preparing for 2021, the first portion of the new year. When you, me, Sean, people outside of long-term care facilities, health care, and first responders, the general public. Uh, can walk up and get in line for the COVID vaccines. Uh, Lincoln Lancaster County health officials looking for a mass vaccination spot, Sean. Yep, yep. So we're looking for a large, you know, a large vac- vaccine distribution center, something, something like the Lancaster County Event Center or maybe the Pinnacle Bank Arena, um, something where there's enough space to do meaningful social distancing, but we can have quite a few people coming in and going out um, safely in order to get vaccinated. Um, so right now, I would suspect that things are going to move ahead with the Pinnacle Bank Arena, and we'll probably be doing it out of PBA over there. Um, but I don't know if it's anything finalized. I know the health department officials have been going around and touring multiple facilities and just getting getting that all, that all squared away and laid out. So when the vaccines are here, we'll be able to get the distribution going. Nothing against PBA, but you look out at uh, Lancaster Event Center, there are bound to be lines of people. And yeah. LEC has all the space in the world out there for lines. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm not positive what all the criteria the health officials are are, are using to look at. Um, I know I know that I know they have toured both facilities and are looking at both. I have heard that PPA is likely to move forward, and I'm not certain where where LEC is currently sitting at. We could end up end up with with, with multiple locations as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, What's the situation with the jail right now, Sean? Connected to COVID. Sure. So we had COVID in three pods out at the jail. Two of those pods um, had a fairly minor case of cases of it. I guess I should say um, it was sing- it was kept in single digit numbers. Um, one pod had had more cases. I believe we had it was fourteen cases on one pod. Um, and the it is my understanding um, the last time I talked with with uh, corrections director. Brad Johnson, that the the two other pods had returned to normal activity um, and were no longer uh, no longer under lockdown, and we were finishing up lockdown procedures on the third pod. I'm not positive if that is out, if they're out of lockdown today now or if they're or if they're still under it. But if they are under it, it, it's probably only a couple more days. They're coming to the very end of that. So you know, again, I, I've said this all all the way through. I've been very very impressed with how our Department of Corrections has handled COVID. I've been very impressed with their screening procedures. This is the first time in eight or nine months that we've had any cases in general population. Um, it was caught relatively quickly, and they responded very very well to it, and they kept it from becoming you know a mass outbreak all across the jail. Uh, so it's we've been. As I've said before, we've been some combination of lucky and good, and we're going to try to keep it up over at Lancaster County Jail to keep the people who are in our custody safe. Personally, you're going to remember 2020 because you caught COVID. I did. I did. I had it in it was uh, late October, early November for me. So I got it. Again, I got I got lucky. Uh, my case was pretty was pretty mild for me. It wasn't much worse than a mild chest cold. I know other people who have had it way, way worse and were actually hospitalized. Um, so yeah, I, it, I was absolutely part of them, part of the you know, the population who suffered through it. Thinking back, does that seem real? I, I mean, when you look back, there there are so many people having so many problems, and there are so many different symptoms. Uh, for you personally, where are you coming out of having COVID? Um, you mean like where am I at symptom wise? Uh, I mean, no, how attitude wise? How do how do you does your does your personal view change about COVID? Were you surprised you caught it? Do you know where you caught it? I mean, uh, you're no. I mean, I, it, it. You know, something something like I think one in fourteen people in in Nebraska have now had COVID, right? Um, I mean, it's it's the number is really getting up there, um, and so it's uh, it. No, I'm not. I'm not particularly surprised that I had it. Um, you know, it it a certain percentage of the population is going to catch it. I don't think I feel differently about it. Um, I got lucky in my case, but I mean, I've seen, I've seen firsthand family and friends who have had it far worse than that. Um, no one in my immediate family, but extended family have had it and have been hospitalized with it. So no, it seems, it seems very real to me and it seems very dangerous. I, I got lucky and you know, the case I had was, was pretty mild. And so, you're okay now. Some people yeah, have yeah, longing yeah. of uh, shortness of breath, or they they no, don't they lost it, their smell. Right, right. So, I never yeah. I never lost my sense of smell or taste. Um, I would say maybe I had some shortness of breath for a week or two after it, yeah. but that that was all pretty much gone by mid November. I was pretty much back to back to normal. All right, Sean. I very much appreciate the time that you take every month to catch us up on county government. It's important. Those of us in the city need to realize that our county cousins have uh, issues and challenges, and and they're different than those of us in the city. So it's important that we 
shine the spotlight on county government. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much, Dale. And we'll talk again in 2021. Sean Flowerday, chair of the Lancaster County Board on Lincoln Live.